0: Here we are, crazy day. My canvas is fell down here. Whatever, but uh, anyway. It doesn't attack. Crazy day today in Miami. Uh, big big storm. It was kind of like I read the Bible and there was like something about darkness and you know my my motorcycle is at Target right now under like four feet of water. So it's crazy day, but it's all about making it through the challenges to what you commit to, which is you know ideally inviting people in your life and hosting. And so today we have Jeff. And uh Jeff, thank you so much for braving the storm and coming with your amp to play some music for us. And um I guess I'll just say quick that we met at South Point and I was just amazed that uh no no, your electric guitar was really good and like it's the first time I really heard someone, you know, bring their own amp and do you know, leg, like do all the legwork to just wow some kids, you know, for fun and, and the and the pleasure of it. So like I was your biggest fan and, I'll, and yeah,, uh, and you're just so cool about it, so now we're here, so thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Simon. I appreciate it very Simba. much. Simba or Simion, Simian, 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 Simba or Simeon, but Simeon, Simeon, Simba's cool. Um, Simba,
1: the white lion
0: White Simba. lion. I like it. I guess I'm white, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I know you have many lives or many occupations and all, but uh, in general, we love to appreciate everyone's characters. First of all, what's your last name?
1: Craft like the food company. K R A F T. First name okay. G
0: E O F F. Okay, Jeff Kraft, Where were you born?
1: I was born in New York City. New York City. Okay, I that a long time ago. Don't hold it against me. And what did you study in school? I studied business at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and had a fantastic uh, experience there with a lot of great folks. Um, Several people that I miss now very, very much, but several that are still with me and are still very close to me, Lehigh was an amazing experience, rest in peace Todd Cunningham. Um, Some really super people that uh, made me what I am. So Lehigh was great, Bethlehem, PA, but I was born in New York, I grew up in northern New Jersey. Saddle River went to Ramsey High School, and the people from Ramsey High School are fantastic too, and I'm still in touch with them every day too. Those were my formative years, until I moved to New York City in 1985, and went to Wall Street. And those were, of course, Zimba, the days before there was even an internet. So it was a unique experience to be basically where you had to be to be managing people's money. And I spent 19 years there until when I had 9-11 happen to me, and the reason that you're meeting me is because 9-11 happened. I said I could do what I do from a phone booth in Duluth, so I went to our most comfortable, and I used to vacation in Miami Beach all the time, and I think it's just a magical place. By the way, the only township in the entire United States contiguous, other than a few places like in Maine that has never hit 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's a very spectacular, unique little barrier island that has such a great climate. It's misunderstood because most of my clients will say, well, Florida, isn't it all basically the same weather? And it's not. Miami Beach has one of the highest average wind speeds, by the way. so. You're going to have a climate that is generally great all year round, and we get 50% less rain. We're getting a lot tonight, needless to say, everyone's getting in this entire state. I couldn't go to see my parents, who are 93 and 87, by the way, and I'm so blessed, I can't tell you, that I still have them, and they still have all their faculties, and are just... One in a thousand. All
0: right, people. play a song for your dedicated yeah, your parents. Sure, okay, sure. sure.
1: Dedicated <laughs> to your parents. No, no, no. Like. <laughs> so anyway, uh, when I was at Lehigh, I was doing jazz rock fusion, which is why I really kind of, I look up to the jazz guys because that's the highest. And then I go from there, and I went kind of backwards, and now I'm doing rock and roll. But anyway.
2: Thank mm-hmm.
1: the kind of stuff I wrote in college Beautiful. that I had a great bass player I still in touch with every day, Jose de Jesus, who's probably the most talented bass player on the planet who can play Jocko like, note for note. So if anybody's listening to this and really doesn't care for my guitar playing that much, trust me, I got a guy who's the best bass player on planet Earth. He can do Jocko note for note, and then he writes his own stuff, which is even better. So anyway, I had this great experience doing kind of jazz rock fusion when I was in college and trying to write these kind of crazy chord changes and stuff. But then I always had my one ear on all the amazing music that I really love down deep the most, which is rock and roll and blues. And so I started doing blues and learned from a guy who's still around in Florida, somewhere named Jeff Granger, thank you Jeff, to teach me the blues. And I was, became a Clapton disciple and tried to learn Clapton stuff and then go from there. And Led Zeppelin and the Eagles and all of the great guitar players and Pete Townsend. Jeff Beck. I'll do a little taste of each if you want, because I kind of just try and funnel that through me all the time and keep it... What do you think like the world do... needs to hear? Well, Santana is what I'm doing down here, because this, this is a Latino vibe that's so strong here, and I love it. Latino, Latina, I still don't have my Spanish. And Betty, my love of my life, who's Cubano, been with me six years, we're going to get married. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's going to turn 32. And, uh... <clears throat> You know, I'm going to turn 60 in a few weeks, and uh, she keeps me young. She really does. She's an amazing human being. Um, She liked Santana and likes that sound, and we would go down to South Point Park, and I'd be able to luckily fit in with some people that like the way I play. And there's a group there that played sometimes that I have to give credit to, which is Lotus Collective. Uh, Ivan, who's really a super player, and my friend Randy Singer, who got me involved with those guys, and of course, Mark Cooper, who's the leader of my band, and we're going to be playing at Mickey Burke's on December 16th on a Friday night for the cover band, where I do all the covers of rock and rolls. So I learned all 30 rock and roll songs from my brother, Mark Cooper, who's fantastic, and he has his own um, originals as well that we're going to record very shortly. We're going into the studio Tuesday, so look out for that, too, from the Mac. Is the name of that band. So um, i would play for you first with something that was just I wrote with my guys in college in my little band called Jazz Valve, which I hope to put out a 40th anniversary of the live show that we did at Lehigh University with my great bass player, Jose De Jesus. Um, but to go back to what I ended up doing is, you know, the sounds that really groove here, like the Santana, and I started playing with those guys, doing like Oye Como Vom Black Magic Woman, and all the drummers, you know, they're hard to tame there in South Point Park, but initially when it's the light out, sometimes you can catch their eye, and they'll kind of play along with me, like the stuff I was playing for you just before, which is softer-sounding Santana. But then we have to play the harder stuff, and the soul sacrifice. Play some of the hard stuff. Man. The soul sacrifices, you know. <laughs> and, Thank you. Play the th- stuff that the drummers are gonna want to go along with, but that was amazing. well, that's just kind of they'll go along.
0: Yeah, I always and see I, you like getting ready to rip in. Like, <laughs> like you're you're literally like like okay, it's so some weird different vibe than being in your own band because it's just like there's this drum circle and you're kind of like like accentuating on top of it, but you're not necessarily like the main line is given to the drums, kind of like. I Main respect, like because yeah. the drums is the people, you know. The, the like,
1: drums are there first. All kudos and hats off to them, and they really are the vibe. And I have to try and fit in. So, like I said, for me to try and dominate, and same with the Lotus Collective guys, which they're fantastic musicians. And sooner or later, they said the drums will overwhelm, and sometimes they have to go. And they, they've been chilling lately because the drums are powerful. But I go there and I just try and like see if they'll do some of the stuff that we do that I like, you know, the Oye Como va? Catch, huh? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there you go. Man. That's fun, man. Anyway, so did they ever
0: let you into uh, the uh, down down in the little Havana Ball and Chain? Yeah, yeah. You should play on on stage <laughs> over there, man. They have actually a lot of bands up there. <laughs> The guitar, for sure, it's really good, man.
1: <laughs> I'm the first to admit it, that's why I have my singer Mark singing with the, the cover band. But I'll do it just for a, a backing track so I can follow myself and make sure that I'm on time when I'm not using a metronome, which I should be doing now. But I know my one guy Randy's gonna tell me you should be using a metronome.
0: But so how often are you guys playing uh,
1: with your band? So we're gonna try and do more and more, but you know, there's these are professionals, the bass player is a professional, Daniels who works for Intel, and uh, the drummer is working in the uh in the culinary industry and Mark has his own business and as I said I manage money for vision brokerage services and my license is spotless for 37 years Um, and uh, so we try and get out as much as we can but reality is that sometimes schedules dictate that we don't get to play as many gigs as we like but we can do some parties I think last year we did a cool party for uh, Art Basel and um, We're going to play uh, a couple other places around town, and I'll let you know.
0: Cool, man. So are you satisfied right now with your creative release in Miami Beach? Oh, yeah. It's great
1: to be able to get out with uh, these different super artists and, you know, um, let this flow, because it's in me. It's like uh, John Lee Hooker said to his mama, you know, it's in me, and it's got to come out of me. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw John Lee Hooker, and I've seen some of the greats, and... I love the blues and I love Marley and I love some of the people that, you know, they they, they had nothing to lose but just let it out. So I have, you know, nothing to lose at this point, just to let it out and make sure I get get my yayas out playing guitar. It's fun, yeah, yeah, fun yeah. as hell, yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: it's the expression so that you're in at peace in mind because so a lot of people don't share what's on their mind, you know, and that's like why they don't have peace mostly exactly so
1: not sharing and not getting it out of themselves well i'm the luckiest guy in the world like i told you about my family mom 93 Mom, 87 what is their
0: secrets to longevity dad, dad 93
1: mom 87 still all their faculties just really rocking still what are the secrets their secrets are that they love each other yeah you know they look each other in the eye and they have that bond still and a smile and a laugh you know and um, it's pure they're pure to with each other and uh, I'm blessed you know, I'm the luckiest guy in the world so I'm the luckiest guy in the world to be able to do what I do and have fun on the side so just maybe share a little about what you do you're you're basically an investment manager yeah I manage so. I manage money for friends family clients that I've had for my whole 37 years um, all around the country. I was considered an options advisor, expert for several newsletters, and they would send me um, their subscribers to do various different option programs, which are pretty risky for the most part. At this point now, I'm kind of weaned off of that because I don't like to see the people lose the money. And the clients that I've gotten from them, however, have been great. And I've opened up over a thousand retail clients in my career. And um, I saw sometimes I have to kind of be people's rabbi or their priest or whatever because, you know, they talk to their financial advisor sometimes more than they'll talk to some other people in their life. And I have to kind of be their couch. And it's a different... um, quadrant of my life so to speak and i like it i mean ultimately i love people and i love there's so many great people in my life i've been so lucky like i said and um it's it's a responsibility i'll tell you that much and it's i take it seriously and the highs are so high and the lows are low because obviously markets are never boring
0: yeah it's a tough job honestly and you gotta invest your money you know and so it's a responsibility when you have money, and like you right. taking it on for people and is, and is great. It's a as well, great thing as well. That. You know, I mean, right. doing a good thing, I guess. Uh, no, not I guess. I know you are. Look, every profession that exists is you know good for some reason. You know, sales, for example, is all about you know opening doors to improvements in people's lives. You know, and solving problems and like you know, money has to be invested. You don't put money under a rock or under a pillow. You know, it's in the Bible like that. So. You know, like you need to invest money properly. Uh, anyway, all this crypto stuff that's going on lately, you know, what are your thoughts on crypto? Well,
1: as I've told my clients, I've never been a fan. Um, well, the way I look at it is right now, if I said to you, you should you know, be buying the euro or, or you should be buying the yen, those are currencies. Most of the crypto... Um, fans all argue that it's a currency and that it should be treated like the dollar or away from the dollar or away from some fiat currencies. And I say to them, okay, well then, you're treating it like the yen and the euro, right? Yes or no? So, are those on your radar right now? Crypto fan? I doubt it. I doubt it. You're not really watching the whole currency market, which by the way, the dollar has been dominating and taking down pretty much every other currency to the consternation of most foreign bodies because they have to pay debt back in U.S. dollars. They have to buy their oil in U.S. dollars. So it's a tough paradigm because most of the world are denominated in dollars. By definition, they have to. There are some countries, obviously, that are fighting to get off of that standard, um, predominant standard, uh, namely China and Russia. Russia. Maybe they might team up and try and not use the dollar as the standard for payment around the globe, which these other countries have to do. So when the dollar is up this much, it really crimps them. So sooner or later, this interest rate rising environment that the Fed is embarked upon is going to slow down and that dollar will come back down a bit and it'll help. And the crypto might go up to come around to your question. But crypto, to me, was a fad. And there may be value in the blockchain and that technology. I'm not disparaging that. I think that there's value to that. And I think that there's an underlying um, system there that makes inherent sense. But does it by definition mean that you then go and buy the cryptocurrency itself? No. One thing to me does not go on to the next. They don't have anything to do with each other, really. The crypto is just... And imagine all those jokey ones, the dodgy coins and all that stuff. I mean, think about it before you go to bed tonight. Does it sound like something that's going to maintain its value, something that somebody made up in their corner because it sounded cute? It is
0: like a little playground Right. So they propped up their little inflated so. playground. And guess what? Time will tell. Time will tell everything. So... Well, time has
1: told. I mean, if you look at the chart, it went from down here and it had a meteoric rise. The, the, the Bitcoin, let's speak about, okay? And went to 68 from zero. But along the way down, sooner or later, you have to realize that you, you still supposed a real store of value... It's not at all storing value if you're now down to the teens, low teens. That's you've ripped out almost three quarter, more than three quarters of the value. So by definition, this was not a store of value. Now it can trade back up because it's a speculative asset. But it's not a store of value, it's not a currency. No, it's not tied to anything. That's the whole so point. That's, that's, I've, been, I've espoused that opinion, and I've never been a big believer. And I, my clients, again, my 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 modus operandi for the most part is to buy good quality U.S. based companies, primarily that are able to trade options on. You buy a good name stock, and you sell covered calls against it. And if the covered call means you have given it a target to the speculator, he wants that he thinks it's going to go past that target. If it does, great. You give him your stock. That you bought lower. If it doesn't go there, at least he paid you some money that goes to zero. He lost, you got the money. You don't know that person. Just like when you buy and sell a stock. It's just the trade that happened at that time. You bought and you sold. So I sell an option against the stock I like. I do it even for my family, my parents. It's a conservative, conservative methodology. It's not going to hang the moon. I'll miss something that keeps running and running and running. But guess what? I'll take the money and I'll find something.
0: Yeah, it's a well, very efficient and purposeful way about it.
1: But again, blue chip stocks, In the, you know, I'm still going to say to you that all things being equal, tomorrow someone is going to use another Johnson & Johnson product. Someone is going to use, I mean, I'm not saying that that's, you have to buy only that, but that's a name that I can feel comfortable is not going to go to zero tomorrow. They may have their issues. They may have certain lawsuits that come and go in a lot of these corporations. I'm not going to say it's, you know, there's, I could name a myriad of companies that I, and I'm not allowed to give any advice here. And I'm not recommending that stock. I'm just saying, as an example, okay, I have to be careful. Uh, as an example, a company like Johnson & Johnson, I, I submit to you, will be around tomorrow. All
0: right, right. this is really off my game. I'm like a really bad financial manager.
1: (laughs) You see my point? (laughs) I don't know if Ethereum, which was 21. No, it's all speculative. Now it's 6. I don't don't know if that'll be around tomorrow.
0: I'm amazed you spend a lot of time in a world that you can't control. So it's tough, right? But you have your controls about the way you go about it. Again, try and
1: be methodical. I follow some smart people out there. Like Dan Zanger and some of the people that really you know look at charts and try and be systematic about investing in the first place, making sense of your initial investment, and then managing the investment is a whole nother aspect of the game. When to sell, when to buy, these are all things that are tricky, especially with volatility like we've seen this year, volatility on the downside, which has been very unique to the last several years, we've had a great run.
0: When did you first move to Miami?
1: Like I said, after nine eleven, I could do what I do from anywhere. I started the business before there was an internet. And uh, I came here in 2003, so it's going to be my 20th year here. I'll be here longer than I was in Manhattan, which is amazing.
0: That's great, yeah. So you've seen Miami change a lot in the past 20 years, right? Yeah. What's been the most surprising thing or, or
1: stands out? Well, when I came here, New York was my home, Manhattan. And I wanted a, a town that had at least some of the life aspect of Manhattan. And downtown Miami was not really happening as much as it is now. It was, I mean, like by the arena, for example, it was kind of a ghost town. And Wynwood was not what it was, and you know, which I love. And by the way, Peter Tunney is another amazing human beings a really close friend of mine that you should get on the podcast next because he runs the whole art scene over there in Wynwood mm-hmm. Walls and uh, his his gallery and the gallery in New York that he has is amazing um, that whole scene has really sprouted since I've been here and become alive and they have won, arguably one of the best art scenes in the world um, and Art Basel has sprung up and I wasn't here when I got here and The area I live in has still remained pretty much the same, Mid-Beach. And I like it there, i got to admit. I live in the same building as my buddy, the commissioner, Jerry Livin, who's been a super friend of mine, by the way. Um, My heat buddy and my poker buddies um, live nearby. So I like it in Mid-Beach, and it's been pretty much the same. But South Beach has changed, Um, and I know it's gone through some... Consternation when I came here, there wasn't quite as much happening around Memorial Day. let me phrase it that way, and now it's had to be simmered down or whatever because it gets a little wild um, but I loved it here, and you know the vibe here overall is just so spectacular, and um, people come here from all over the world for a reason you know they want to be on this. they want to be on this vibe and you know there's a lot of stuck up stuff and there's a lot of people with you know an attitude or whatever and there's a lot of people that are jealous and there's a lot of people that um, can't afford some of the stuff and I understand because it's expensive it's expensive to live this life here but some people with a low budget will still make it happen as best they can because it's Maybe worth it to them. I agree. I, I love, agree. love it. I love it. I, I'm in heaven here. But, you know, it's not for everybody, I guess.
0: Welcome. Well, no, you're a, you're in the gang of the heaven gang. Um, people willing to call where they live heaven. I think yeah. not everyone is feeling good enough I to say that. It. Yeah. But it's when uh, you say it, you really own it. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm not going
0: anywhere. Well, love, this. What's it's a good song, song for East heaven. That's
1: heaven song. <laughs> um, well, I'm not sure about a Heaven song, but, uh... Peace and Love? Peace and Love songs, you know. You can, uh, I certainly shouldn't play something like "Painted Black then. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, peace and Love. Well, the Beatles are Peace and Love, right? Um, love me some Beatles, yeah. Yeah. Um... Um, you want to hear Beatles, huh? Oh, I Want to hear some uh, Roy Orbison? He's poor peace and love than when I was thinking of the Beatles. The Beatles are sometimes it? are dark, and I'm a John. Like, Alright, whatever, whatever. Or the Instant Karma's, a, I guess. Uh, of
0: No, whatever means peace and love to the mm-hmm. most. Right?
1: that's not really a piece of love either is it because she ultimately you're not sure if he gets the girl you're just describing
0: (laughs) a romance romantic attempts
2: recognize that
0: Nice man. So, what do you think uh, Miami Beach does well that other cities could could uh, could also uh, exemplify or, or or copy? I or love whatever.
1: Jerry Libin's program about cleaning up all the cigarette butts and that really kind of making it so you can't really smoke cigarettes. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I like the concept of cleaning up the beach, keeping it really nice and clean. It's It's a great thought process, and people volunteer. Um, uh, The beach, generally speaking, is pretty clean.
0: So the cleanliness of community does really determine its potential. Yeah. It does. Uh, And that's why we have heaven on earth is how clean we're able to keep it. And, like, cleanliness is the first uh, rung on the ladder of godliness. And I'll share this. It goes, cleanliness, godliness. Then it goes, exercise, touch the skies. Like, get your heart rate up. Then it goes prayer power. Like, are you able to ask for help, get creative, get vulnerable, whatever you got like, to do, like tackle challenges, prayer power. And then it's tension release. So how well do you relieve the tension of the day? How well do you have good family and friends and conversation and, and intimacy, sharing, whatever that's tension release. So, but the first level is cleanliness. So like community, the most important thing it can do for its citizens is to be really spot clean. Cause you know, they've done enough studies, but like, the more you see litter, the more you're likely to litter. It's just like
1: you beach lose respect after a se- like any any amount
0: of litter can start having people lose respect for yeah. for themselves, for the community. Like any
1: amount of litter can can tarnish the respect of a community. Well, like I said, this place is a showcase. For people come from all over the world and you know it's a nice experience generally, I think. At least on the beach, which is what we're famous for. It's a beautiful beach. That's what I was first drawn to. And that's why I said it. I came back here and moved here and figured might as well be here if I can be anywhere. I don't want to be in Manhattan anymore. And uh, the beach is beautiful. You really keep it nice. And they added a whole bunch of beach right by us in the mid beach. There's you know, more sand and making it so that it's more of a buffer in case, you know, God forbid, when the if and when the big one comes, is the big the only thing I didn't bargain for when I came here from, from Manhattan. I feel like we're protected here, man. Well, there was, there was also, a, you know, I don't know if you can look, 20 years ago or so, there was a, a quiet zone. Andrew happened, and then it was kind of quiet for on and off here. It wasn't as much hurricane activity until I moved here in '03, and then it was like 2004, 2005, 2006. It was like, and I did not think about that when I moved here and bought here. But, you know, that is the overriding risk is sea level rise and the king tide last week was pouring a lot of water actually in our back and Indian Creek. So it is a concern. Um, and you know, obviously if the big one does come as my point before, you know, what happened on the West coast, I felt horrible for people. I know some people that had some serious issues over there and it's devastating if it hits direct and it can happen and it can happen here. So they're doing what they can, they think is intelligent, to shore up what they can shore up and reinforce as best they can. But there are some wise people out there that say even that wouldn't be enough, and that we're ground zero for sea level rise. And again, the sea level rise thing I've been hearing for 20 years, and it's gotten worse, but not markedly worse enough to impact us. Um, to such a degree that you have to get out of here and no one's getting out of here as a matter of fact the real estate here is still pretty damn strong overall um because everybody wants to move here too from lots of other places for various and sundry reasons um sundry or various and sundry reasons. In sundry yeah i like that word what thank you definition and sundry uh d- different reasons let's just phrase it that way no it's a cool word oh. um so the real estate game is still rocking and rolling. Oh, right, we're
0: good. I'm not too worried about Miami. We're like propped up here. We're smart and, and we're blessed and the uh, you know, we're blessed. The big one changes. comes.
1: It's going to be devastating. End of story. All right, well. And it we, could happen. It's it, anything can happen. It could, it happen. could happen. Just and I don't will
0: dwell I need to dwell on that cuz we're doing pretty well already. So, let's focus on what we can control. Yeah. You know? Exactly. But like I think us being all electric buses and us basically having more solar since we do get a lot of sun like, you know. Just, I think, most uh, carbon neutral we can be is, like, a good thing for the world, you know. We obviously are so insulated from the world's problems, but, like, the least we can do if we're going to be clean is also be, like, electric and and clean energy and everything, like, to the fullest, like, to an embodiment, to an example for the rest of the world, I think. Like, if we're an example for the world in cleanliness, we can be it for a lot of other things, you know, like, creating opportunities for artists to, like, perform. I think South Point could someday have, like, a series of, like, stage, not stages, but you could have, like, a, permits for, like, artists to bring their amps. You know, like, you, you could, like, the fact that you're, like, the only, the first guitarist to bring your
1: amp over there. Well, I wasn't, like I said. Not those guy, those, guys, those guys, Lotus Collective, were doing it. Oh, yeah, 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 that's awesome. And, and, yeah. And, they're, and kudos to them. And I kind of jumped in with them, and they were kind enough to allow me to do so, Ivan and Sam and the boys. Um, but oftentimes, lately, there's been...
0: I haven't seen them as much. There, been you've been the one coming myself. more. You've been coming more consistently. Yeah,
1: and uh, and well, now that they t- changed the time, it's not so easy to. But uh, it's fun, and like I said, it's a challenge to take on all those drummers and kind of just see if I can't have them at least follow me a little bit. Or worse comes to worse, I end up having to follow them, like I did that last yeah, time. Yeah, you
0: improvise. I, I watch I'll, I'll it. you. You always you gather yourself, and then you go in on a different riff. Like you're constantly like creating and trying new, new things, like, you're really not just rote practicing anything, you're, like, you're really being creative at like, your utmost. Like, I
1: do these covers for the, because the, there's an audience for that big time and Marks is really good at getting the audience pumped up for our covers. We do lots of great stuff, uh, Steve Miller and uh, lots of Foo Fighter songs and I do a live by Pearl Jam and... Uh, uh, what else do we do we do uh, What's the name of Marshall the band again? Tucker band songs it's called the Mac the Mac We actually do one Fleetwood Mac song but for the uh-huh. most it has nothing to do with Fleetwood Mac Mark's initials are MAC and I think it's cool it kind of makes you scratch your head for a second but it's uh, the name of his bands he had bands in New York as well. like I said he writes originals and uh, we're gonna be working on some of that stuff as well. So the name of the band is the Mac and uh super drummer and bass player as well and so we do a lot of great covers that are just fun rock and roll songs that i had a blast learning over the last year uh, stone temple pilots um we do a, a eclectic mix of stuff that's both harder and softer we do rem losing my religion i'll grab my mandolin and if i can get it mic would properly we do that too um so it's a nice mix of uh, classic we do stones uh sympathy for the devil we do so really really good mix of of covers that are fun all right cool yeah i mean uh
0: i'm sure you guys have your social links or whatever always yeah. fun to get hired for random like do you ever get hired for random just like do you guys get hired for random yeah. bars or or, or events yeah. or private yeah. parties yeah. Like? yeah yeah
1: a little bit That's of that good. too like i said art
0: Basel. what's your favorite good. part though is it the performing for those events like
1: I love playing guitar. I'm happy playing for, you know, whoever whoever wants to hang and and listen to to music. You know, music to me is, like the Greeks and the Romans said, the highest art form. Higher than architecture, higher than paintings on the wall. Music is the highest art form. And to me, if someone's willing to listen, I'm going to play. I love it. And I'm happy playing whatever. You know, like I was playing the other Santana stuff for you before because... There's a big audience for it here, so I love it. (laughs)
0: It's fun stuff. Yeah. all right, what are some of your good, uh, Jeff, uh, habits that, that give you all your energy for life that you have? Like, like we were discussing before, credit? for, for yeah. the diet.
1: You know, Not the, even just
0: diet, yeah, it's like I, I spiritually, eat, I eat. mentally.
1: Spiritually, uh, I have an eclectic view of life, and I'm religious, I believe in God. Um, but I, as I was mentioning to you before, my parents are of a mixed marriage, and so they made me a Unitarian, and, which really is very... A, a wide scope viewpoint, and you know, I'll wear my uh, my Buddha shirt to the to the park, and then the next time I'm going to wear my uh, you know something else. And my Jewish friends and my uh, Rastafarian friends are all mean a lot to me, and I'm not joking. The reality is that to me, Unitarian is like you got to accept that there are alternate. Viewpoints that make some sense, and nobody can say that they're right and everybody else is wrong. Everybody should try, in my opinion, to be inclusive, include. And my dad showed this to me, and you, he's—you you, got to treat people the way you want to be treated. So that's my real tenet: is try and do the right thing by people treat them the way you want to be treated, and that's. If that's not specifically a religious tenet, so be it. But I think it sort of is because that's the way my dad lives, kind of, and it's rubbed off on me. You know, everybody seems to kind of like him. He's always smiling and he always has, you know, something nice to say and tries to make you feel good. And it's a good way to be. So I, that's my philosophy. And, you know, religion, you know, is. Is something that I think should not be where people are walled off by themselves to such a degree that they're not inclusive.
0: Would you say you've traveled a lot though in your life?
1: Yes I've, or no? I've been lucky enough
0: to travel a fair amount, yeah. How many different continents? Four. Four? Yeah. I think that's the number if you reach four continents, probably lose a bit of your judgment judgmentalness of and 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 discrimination i think a lot of the a lot of the discrimination is due to people just not being exposed enough to like other cultures and love and and opening their heart to other cultures it's just really a travel problem you know and the problem is like we get exposed to a whole lot of diversity uh, and people who haven't been exposed to a loving version of that like it's hard for them to take in so that's that's why it's hard for me and like how do we fundraise fun for more kids more people to go traveling it's like kind of expensive you know like but how can we travel in our own towns like my lady know. wants me to
1: have a kid and like i was saying she's going to turn 32 and i'm going to turn 60 and it's it's <laughs> a struggle for me to get there because i was never really thinking that way but i love her so much that i'm thinking that way now
0: this is what you want to be on the podcast I'm sorry. You're cool with the air and you're. Yeah,
1: well, it's, you're, it's, it's. It is what it is. Life You're
0: is, you're, putting, you're bringing it to God. Yeah, God, yeah. tell me what I should and, do and here. All my friends watching this. <laughs> this should I become a
1: father again?
0: And her... <laughs> yeah, well. So leave that I think you have now. the energy to do it, man. <laughs> I do.
1: I'm young. I feel like. Um, you have a kid 29? yet? No. No kids. Oh, that would
0: be huge. No it case. would change your life, man. It would open your heart in a way. That you haven't felt yet, and uh, right. you know I haven't felt yet. But right. I know, I just know scientifically, just, or just I know like how much it opens your heart, like in Understood. that sense. So like, i don't got to rush it or nothing. But I don't think you've rushed it. No. But I think it's a, it's a spect- it's a, it's an emotion on the spectrum that I think you know your life would be more enriched. It's experience. been on the back burner. Let's phrase it that way. So you have my support. <laughs> Thanks.
1: I'll, bring, I'll be bringing the kid to South Point, and we'll be playing. It's time. a family
0: that, so I actually call it church because I have a number of friends that commit to going every Sunday. And I always say to people, like I actually put in a meetup event for people who never knew about it. But I also just say, like the Point of Sunset, I commit to going down there on my motorcycle, like my cape and whatever, and like just like I bring some CBD oil just in case people need some help believing. But any healing necessary, like of the spine, like I got you. you know? oh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, the spine is what you can heal the fastest with, like, you know, spiritual energy or, you know, all that stuff. So like, Interesting. Yeah, COVID's really hard to heal. You barely can't. You, you can't heal COVID. But it's, it's like, it's just weird like that. But like, that's just the game. Like, cancer's tough, too. But, like, uh, when it comes to spinal energy, it's a lot to do with chakras, you know. So, Interesting. The body is an amazing thing. So I'm finally reading a good book on longevity and... It's making me realize about how most of the time it's just all the stress and, and, um, you know, toxins of, of mostly, you know, a little too much variety and information overload on people, like, kind of degrades DNA and makes you age. So if you live a very consistent life with the stuff you love, people noticing little differences and everything, but living a very consistent diet, consistent workouts, consistent, you know, bonding time, like, you end up living a very, very low stress life. So your body can, Pretty much stop aging, um, you know. Remains to be completely proven, I suppose. I'm wondering how, but I don't even care. I just know that at some point it overflows. You know, you feel good enough that you know you're sharing. You have like a gift to share with everybody. You know, like because you're feeling good. You know, <laughs> I, like <it. laughs> I like it. So, all right, enough Santana. Okay. Let's get like maybe one more to close us out here. Uh, yeah, what do you think, You name it. Uh...
2: Zeppelin. No, I love Zeppelin. Do <laughs>
0: Sound healing for the night, dude. Thank you, man. I love it. Uh, That's why I go to South Point, too, man. A little bit of time with the drums and all that energy, like uh, soothing, you know. Music is is a drug that you might as well make it a daily thing. So, what is the one? Okay, I'll I'll close it out by maybe like, uh, is there um, any of your favorite characters or local businesses in Miami that you want to like shout out? Because, like, maybe just one or two that you think deserve more respect out there that you love, like Miami. Family businesses or, or characters?
1: Well, kudos to Pam Bruner, who is the widow of my dear friend, Joe Conway, who owned the Allstate agency on Alton and First. And he was my real close friend. And um, Pam's still running the ship over there at Allstate, and you can trust her. Nice people. Um, I love Lucali's Pizza. Um, and... Uh, I guess that's as much shade as I'm going to throw.
0: Nice. Well, yeah. Uh, love hearing about new pizza spots. I personally love La La I always do. Uh, I love a good Neap- Neapolitan pizza. The guy's amazing. One of the local voices. Uh, great episode. But Awesome, Jeff. Thanks for coming, man. Uh bringing in pleasure. the guitar. Giving me some sound healing yeah. for my week, <laughs> <laughs> Whew, You know, I missed it, man. Like uh, I, I, I got me. your Like that, I
1: said, the time change is such a killer, I mean, and I think they oh, yeah, do away like, with that. No, thank God. But, yeah, we have
0: we literally uh, have to get there at 4:30 to have no, any light yeah, to set up. Which is like, hey, hey, stop complaining. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, there. Just, there. I'm there. accept adjust, man. I'm there. You just got to adjust, man. Like I adjusted myself to like be more Respecting of the sun, like it basically. Okay, here's why I like to shout out people: is like, all right, having a relationship with marijuana is fine and all. Like, and there's times to, you know, like anti. It's, there's times for it, whatever. And but what I'm saying is like, there, especially in the summer, Miami, when it's so hot and you have to wait to hit the sunset, it's okay to like chill, chill. But like, there's a certain like, there's so many activities in Miami, and now in the winter, the the opportunity to hit the sunset after lunch around like two, three, and like do an activity and. It's, just, it's worth getting to South Point on time and like not smoking, but waiting till after. You, smoke. you know what I'm saying? Like not smoking in the sun's face, no right? Comment. Like appreciating the sun. You know what I mean? I mean that's my challenge for myself. But like anyway, it's time to respect the sun officially. So like I scream off the rooftops about respect. Sun. This is hilarious. Like, but it's like no, like in Miami, sun worship is at is it the we're the mecca. Yeah, we're absolutely the mecca. Right. So I I'm actually trying to avoid it. Anyway, it's called journalism, so I'll, I'll tell you about it afterwards. But journalism is all about respecting the sun, but also all the religions that you do. So anyhow, let us respect the sun, and prayer time right now is 4 to 5. Don't forget that. Read self-help in the sun, and talk out loud to God.